And I pray. No, we pray together. Get us through the bad weather, and we love you forever. Let your thought and my heart go hand in hand. I first thought, but to start, but I stand a man. And for as long as I can, as long as you permit me, please give me the strength I need to live. Bear with me. Amen. Go try it out. Try it out. Out. Oh, you heard that? Oh, yeah. I'm curious if it's going to pick up our voices. Where? On this recording right now. Stay <laughs> woke. Stay woke. Let's go. All right. I'm recording, so let's see here. Obama. Hello, everybody, and OG Mutt Dog is back. I've heard it was by popular demand, but it's very difficult for me to believe that. I think it was just, you know, Hollywood just missed me, and I missed him too. Well, guys, this is February 29th. That's right. This year has 366 days. It's a leap year, y'all. And, well, This is the lovely show that we record out of the Mighty Mighty OX. It's known as Oxnard. And what you're listening to is the Good Time Culture Podcast. All right? And I just wanted to say how excited and how happy to just be able to speak to you all once again. I I missed you all, the three listeners that we have out there. I really did. And uh, believe me, uh, Hollywood was a bigger man than me. He extended the olive tree, the olive branch towards me. And so uh, if you enjoy what we did, make sure you give him the credit. Because honestly, he's the one that made me swallow my pride. So uh, with no further ado, Hollywood, bring it on. Welcome to back to the show. We uh, we did reunite here, so reunited because uh, it feels so good. Very grateful, and um, you know we we humbly return. Uh, well, at least I humbly return. <laughs> <laughs> I was until the, he start. He said we're recording <laughs> to uh, to serve you guys up the nonsense of the week and uh, try to try to make it. Uh, a little fun and um you know we're we like to always try to kind of think about it things a little bit more than we probably should or at least i do we're gonna try but um you are in the right place if you uh if you like if you like to talk crap about the culture that we're in <laughs> <laughs> this is this is definitely the right spot here ah. uh, but um yeah welcome back mud dog glad, thank you glad you're over there um, thank you Sitting in um, the the pilot seat over there, dude. Cold pilot. And yeah, we'll just go ahead and get going. We we can um, we can talk about what's been going on in the last couple months. It's been what 
four months now. Yeah. Four yeah. months, uh, no uh, Mutt Dog and Hollywood show. I did do a couple shows with uh, a couple other um, of my, uh, with actually my family and a friend. So that that was interesting. But one thing I did notice, buddy, uh, one thing that used to bother the crap out of me with you <laughs> would would be that I would come up with some conspiracy theory or some uh, some speculation or whatever, and you know, pretty much seventy percent. You you go with a lot of them, but seventy percent of the time, you'd be like, "Nah," you know, like I don't know. That's that's uh, it's either it was either eh or it was that's that's God's plan, buddy. And it used to drive me crazy, but it's kind of funny that you someone like me you kind of need someone to push back a little bit you know on on these theories and these um observations that we're making and uh i noticed uh i love uh love gail and george but like the three of us on a show it just goes hard to the conspiracy side i mean really (laughs) really hard there is nobody on the show that's going hey i don't know about that that's kind of well, I mean, it, I mean, we were, it was adrenochrome and everything. <laughs> I, was I, wild. I, I would hear you talk and I'm like, man, hogwash. Then I hear her, Gail. <laughs> yeah. And Gail. I'm like, oh, dude, she's giving some evidence. She's giving history. She's giving you what, who said this and when they said this. And you're going, I don't know what's a conspiracy with her facts, bro. It's they become facts. <laughs> but, uh, we will, um, if, uh, if all goes well in the next couple of weeks, um, with us recording, trying to get back on a kind of a schedule here if we can that we'll definitely bring back uh gail and um tony the word tony words and kind of get them uh it'd be kind of fun to do a four uh four pack uh since we're all very faithful uh people it's it's kind of a fun round table and and Mm -hmm. it was uh the i've heard you know the podcast you did with them Mm. and i heard you change you know you played a different intro Mm mm-hmm and so I was surprised that you played our old intro, but it being probably four or five years old now, yeah, that intro, it is. How relevant is I still know. now? That's why I. It's amazing. I was I was using the generic uh, track and then putting in my own little sound effects yeah, in yeah. between. But like you said, the the relevance of that whole thing as ridiculous as it was because we basically recorded that just messing around one day yeah, <laughs> like the yeah. first time i got the the roadcaster that's here. our first day that was our first day of recording but it um that's i think that's what the holy spirit does for you right there dude dude yeah it i haven't heard it since we stopped doing the show so it was again how relative it is yep oh man but um yeah we're gonna jump into it i have uh a new a uh, song from the, this guy's name is Bizzle, B-I-Z-Z-L-E. Oh, I've heard of him. And, uh, oh, he's, he's been rapping for a long time, dude. got a lot of... He was on a group called uh, uh, God Over Money. Uh, he says that a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he was. he's in a group called God Over Money. Great group. Great oh, so we, group. I need to look that up then. Yeah. Next for next. But this is called uh, Poppin', and I'll put a link in the description, so if you guys want to listen to it, you can. Yeah, they say I'm confrontational. I want peace, just not at the cost of my silence. Woo! 
that a guy who turned half a century old this year still loves hip-hop rap, like good rap music. Like, that's a great flow, great beat, great message. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it wrong that I still bob my head to some good hip-hop? I, it, you know, sometimes I wonder, but it's like I can relate with what this gentleman is saying. I can't relate with, like, what Eminem says. But this stuff, like a Tupac album, I can't relate with it anymore. I'm not a wannabe gangster anymore, but this. I know. I mean, if there were more kind of rebellious rock, uh, kind of independent rebellious rock people out there, I'd probably play more of that. But at this point, it's country and rap that seems to be uh, speaking about the cultural events and and the, the society that we're in. And it's almost like a time capsule it's really funny when you listen to Bryson Gray from, you know, four or five years ago and listen to what he's talking about. It's like a little time capsule. You know, you, you get reminded of all these things. Well, it's like it's like if you really sit down and listen to a Megadeth album, it's it's really anti-establishment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really bit hardcore guitar lyrics, great vocalist, great lyrics. What happened to them? Metallica after Justice for All just gone. That that you know, fight against the system, mm. done with. You know, they became part of the system. Once they came out with that Black album, they got a little tape, like, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? The lead singer said, you know, once we started being accepted at these concerts because of this Black album, we kind of liked it. You know, we weren't the Black Sheep anymore. Like, they, they liked that attention, you know, they got with selling out. 
Yeah, it's uh, it is one of those weird transitions that happens because you to to become to get creative, you got to have a little bit of angsty kind of anger, and then once you get there, you kind of start dropping that. You know, it's kind of funny where it, you would think that in their older age they would push the the boundaries more on on things, you know. But well, maybe that's why Mega because yeah. to the end. Stain was always, you know, anti-establishment. Yeah, he dude. still, he still is. That that guy. I mean, you listen to him talk, and it's. I mean, we should have him on the show more, as far as clips go, because like, he's right there when it comes to the culture and faith and a man of faith. Oh yeah, and and one another. If you have a chance, he did a great interview with uh, Joe Rogan. You don't get. He doesn't do very deep interviews. That was a fantastic. Like, really get you an insight about him a little bit more. And yes, to appreciate like, okay, he's one of us. He's, he's been one of us. Mm, unlike, uh, we thought kid rock was, but apparently he's, he's drinking Bud Lights now. <laughs> you know, uh, um, we're not supposed to do that. Anymore, he went on Joe Rogan goes, ah, I was just, I was just acting like a, you know, a heathen, you know? And they're like, dude, they got to you too, huh? They got to you too. Yeah. Like, uh, we were talking about it, uh, before the show that this, Shane Gillis, all this. <laughs> I was just thinking that right now. All this stuff happening, you, you know, I don't, I don't know if everybody's aware, so I'm just going to lay it out that during the ultimate low, historic low of the Anheuser-Busch company, Bill Gates came in and spent $100 million of, you know, his hard-earned money to buy Anheuser-Busch stock. And then... We quickly, I'm not joking, within two weeks, UFC gets their big Bud Light deal. And, you know, now Shane Gillis. Months later, Shane Gillis gets a contract. And then he gets on the SNL after, you know, it's it's all very suspicious to me. But thank God for Cat William on on the Shannon Sharp show that talked about gatekeepers. So now we already know why Shane Gillis is there. The, shade, the gatekeeper opened the gate for him. They gave him, he got the Bud Light, he got the SNL. So now that, uh, uh, was that, um, you know, what was that resurrected his career? Because, you know, everybody knows the story of him being fired from his, we really had a good career. Mm-hmm. But then my question is, because of Cat Williams, and because we know about the gatekeepers, and now that we saw Shane Gillis host SNL, how much long, how, how long, are we going to uh, have to wait to see him in a dress? Yeah. Or are they only doing that to black comedians? Mm. Because he's pretty much the gatekeeper opened that gate, which is Bud Light. They opened those gates for him. They went and, yeah. you know, bribed whatever, whoever holds those gates closed. I, I know what you mean about, uh, you know, uh, humiliating him or whatever, but I don't, they're definitely not going to do the dress thing. I think they're going to be, they're going to steer clear of the, uh, any of that kind of, uh, <laughs> imagery. Uh, I don't think they want to bring back the Mulvaney, uh, I'm just, days. I, I, that's the next step for Shane Gillis, right? If it's all the way Cat Williams was saying, I, that's the next step. I, uh, maybe I just, I think they're going to promote the crap out of him and he's going to in change promote the crap out of Bud Light and just just like I Chris Rock says in that Joe Rogan interview that they went to him and offered him money he says that over and over again and he allegedly turned it down he said he couldn't he didn't feel good about doing it 
But then he's drinking a Bud Light on Joe Rogan's show saying that... You mean Kid Rock? Or yeah, uh, who did I say? Chris Rock. Oh, sorry, Chris Rock. Yeah, uh, that he's drinking a Bud Light and basically... Both him, both him and Joe Rogan cracked the Bud Light can. And, and basically, like, saying that if you have issues with Bud Light, you're an asshole. After, well, after the, you know, it's very... It just all seems. A well, they're too playing convenient. that card. Well, you know they employ veterans. You know how many employees. You know how many farms. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that was the whole problem. They became they they became ungrateful to their customers, and they thought, okay, it's just like McDonald's was raising their food price, thinking everybody was going there because McDonald's is as good as In and Out. No, you're going there because it's cheap. And eventually you raise the price so much that a five-guy burger is the same price as a Big Mac. I'll go get a five-guy burger. It's way better. And they get their hand acid because no one's going, no one's drinking Bud Light because it was the best-tasting beer. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you wanted a good-tasting beer, you'd get some Stella or something like that, something a little nicer, but not Bud Light. But anyways, yeah. But to me... What got what robbed me rubbed me the wrong way is all the comedians after that because I follow them on podcasts, dude. They were all licking his butt, hmm. all praising him, saying, "Oh, did you see Jane Gillis?" Oh, because they're they're waiting for the same handout. They're eating off the same hand. Every one of them has their show on YouTube. Every one of them has this stuff. They're all making a bajillion dollars from it. They get more recognition or they get more ticket sales at their shows. None of them want to shake the boat. But they were sure, oh, isn't it great? Shane Gillis, Shane Gillis. And I'm like, dude, it would have been more manly if Shane Gillis said, nah, dude, you guys, I'm the hottest comic out there right now. And now you guys want to use me, suck an egg. I don't need you guys. That's what I like about Tom McDonald. I don't need you guys. I don't need to sell out. Mm. Man, it's it is very unfortunate. You know the the something I was going to bring up, and I might as well do it now. So that I'm remembering that there's there's a lot of videos right now about influencers talking about, and in specific, uh, Biden that they are being uh, petitioned through emails to refrain from saying bad things about Biden yes. and they'll give them money for that. Yes. And you know, you start to kind of sniff around this. There was a, there was another, a bunch of videos about the, the Israeli crap going on over there where, uh, the Israeli government was paying influencers to come. They would literally pay for their air ticket lodging for a week as long as they came to Israel and had spoke nice things about yeah, it, yeah. and you start kind of seeing these these uh, these things happening like this, it's, it seems like it's a very standard practice. This, Dude. this in, you know, influencing the influencers, <laughs> you know, and uh, maybe maybe about five hours ago we were having the conversation. This, I was having the same conversation with my kids because of Sephora and all these other companies, really expensive lotions and makeup. I mean, a bottle of oh, lotion okay. could be thirty, forty bucks. Well, then you know who how they find out about because they hire influencers. And because of influencers, well, everybody's like, okay, yeah, we have to have it. And and it is true because I see yeah. my kids, you know, my old my daughter carries a pink uh, Stanley because of the influencers. She wants one. And they, which makes sense. I mean, we used to see things by commercials. 
what are influence doing? Commercials. Uh-huh. That's pretty. But they won't tell you they're doing commercials. They're just, hey, look, I love this product. It's really, really good. But my daughter will tell me, well, now they have to put on TikTok that it was a sponsor. No, I go, no, they don't. No, they don't. Because they talk about it very openly. And you can see that now. With You can get onto a YouTube channel, and right away they're pushing a product, and you're going, hmm. You know, they, now it's, for me, for example, I don't trust anything I watch on YouTube anymore because I don't know if it's an honest review or it's it uh, they're being paid for it. Yeah, it's it freaks me out because, like, my brain goes to, okay, uh, we know there's real influencers for sure, but are there tons of, like artificial influencers that are being promoted by say companies or governments or what? Of course. Yeah. Of course. And then, and then it really kind of, I mean, cause like it's one thing to promote something, but it's a whole nother thing in my, at least my mind, even though I I shouldn't, cause it's still, they're being paid to, to influence, but it's a whole nother thing to say, we're going to pay you. Just don't say anything about that. It's, it's really crazy. <laughs> what was Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth was an influencer. So what did he make him do? Sell soda, sell cigars, sell cars. So he was a big influencer. You know, so you can see that it's not nothing new. But now they try to make it. What did it, what are the, those they used to call it? A, a native ad. They call them native ads. Right. That's what they are. <laughs> yep. It's so true, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my gosh. A We're re- going to get taken down. This show <laughs> is too real, bro. A, a re- reverse native ad, too, of like, uh, say, don't say anything bad about this product, even though it's a bad product. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, drink diet Pepsi. Eh? <laughs> don't don't look at the saccharin and, it, and how it shrinks your blood veins. No, 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 no. It's, it has no sugar. I guarantee you people are like, you guys are so not Hollywood. You're so naive. (laughs) Like you didn't know all this stuff. It's like, I know it, but there's a certain point where you start to question. Like you said, you question everything. Now you're going, Oh, wow. Okay. Who is real and who is not here? That's exactly. It's like Dana White, who are you going to play right now? What is he really? I mean, because, but, He's also been quiet about Bud Light. Kinda, Hasn't mentioned very much about it. Kinda, he, uh, it, I, there was a clip where he was he was actually kind of mad that people, yeah, were still holding when he grudge. first got the contract, yeah. yeah, like that. But uh, anyway, this this clip I really liked because it's kind of right up our free speech alley here. About like you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about you know what they can say. When they are up there with the UFC microphone Quiet. and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia, like, is there... I don't give anybody a leash. Well, like, I'm <laughs> saying you... A leash? I'm... St- like Free speech. When, control what people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people... I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them. What is your question? I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. Yeah, uh, probably a good idea. You just, that's ridiculous to say I give somebody a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want, and they can believe whatever they want. 
That is a Canadian reporter making his questions right after that uh, that that questionable loss of Strickland. Oh yeah, dude, dude. I, so that I'm, was right after that, and then Canadian. Eh, did you be like, dude? I've been loving loving me some Strickland lately. He's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. But like, okay, so take take what we were just talking about. Every time he talks, they should go. This is an American man, not American band. Because this is American man. Nice, because that's the way he like. Oh, what? I just like him. But remind like, me of John Wayne. Like we were getting into with the influencers being um, compensated for negative or positive stuff. It's when I hear him say that, I don't tell anybody what to to say. It's it's his free speech, right? And then my next brain cell bumps together and goes, "Okay, you don't tell people what to say, but are you paying them to like?" maybe not say things. I mean, there, I mean, obviously in UFC people's people say what they want to say, which is one of the reasons I, I still watch uh, it's like the last sport that I still watch besides mountain biking. What, what, what when you I, see, I wonder about that though. You know what I mean? When like, you see like Israel, Aralia, the other, the guy that Strickland beat, mm-hmm. the way he talks, you're going to tell him what to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, rampage men like that. You're going to tell them what to say. Those are men, dude. Like one thing, you know, right before we took our break, a lot of the, we were, we were jazzing our, we were getting real jazzed over how base a lot of these UFC fighters yes. were, dude. Yeah. Cause they're working men, dude. It takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication, a lot of denying oneself to be a UFC champ. I mean, in any sport. It, it takes, and, and uh, how are you going to go belittle a working man? You can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that, I, that's, that's good. Uh, let's see. Let me go over here and at least get us a, a proper transition. You have to force behaviors. At BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. Did you see the Ben Patrick show today that he had the Blackwater founder on? No, but I don't necessarily like that guy. I don't know why, but uh, that's the Prince guy, right? Uh, Ben Davis? Yeah. The The guy um, that has the value entertainment? Yeah, I'm just saying his his guest, though. No, he's a... Derek Prince or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or no. uh, Something Prince. That's the preacher guy. Uh, yeah, something Prince. Yeah. Well, I only heard half of it and how he started the company and how he got the contracts. And yes, he had a little bit of money because his dad owned a dye company. Like they stamp out the bodies of Teslas. Hmm. They have that kind of machines that they, they make or they made those machines. They sold the company. And he used the money and he started the company. And his first customers were actually the Canadian Special Forces. Hmm. That was their first company. And the... He says that the reason they picked him is that his company allowed these soldiers to come in and train. Then he eventually started training U.S. soldiers. But there wasn't the political BS at his facilities, like at the bases. If they wanted certain things, then generals and other people would kind of cock block it. And over here, since it was a private company, 
He provided all the equipment they needed. Something like that. But eventually it became a private army. Mm. I didn't get to finish this. That was just the first 15 minutes of the interview. Yeah. Like I said uh, earlier to you that uh, I'm really trying to refrain from judging people and writing writing them off or whatever yeah, yeah. so i probably should listen to a little bit but that's one guy where i just i smell deep state oh you know reeks off of him so I'm the not stuff big... that guy probably knows we will never i mean would probably make our skin crawl because if i'm not mistaken ooh, i feel like i probably am gonna say something bad here but i think he <laughs> didn't he start palantir the... i didn't hear that part yet and I, that's like, uh, that's some super, uh, super spy, you know, hack, hacker, super spy shit, you know, where wow. they, they got back doors and everything. And, uh, I don't know. I, I'm speaking out of my ass here. So I, I mean, when should. you got a bajillion dollars, I guess you get bored and you start inventing, doing other things. I can see him do that. Let's see. I got to see if I got any more. I don't know if I have any more free speech stuff. Let's see. Mm-hmm. This kind of goes along with our influencer uh, stuff we were talking about. You mean the guy that wants reparations for blacks? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I just, I, I like I said, this story... I'm not Dude, really a, screw this. I'm not, Read the headline. Okay, rapper Killer Mike arrested at Grammy Awards two days after he refused to endorse Joe Biden. That is such BS. Why? What happened? Because he was he. I don't know if he whatever or not. Mm-hmm. But man, did you see him on the Bill Bill no, Marshall? You were mentioning that though. Dude, that guy's such a freaking sellout. Dude doesn't want to work for anything. Wants hands out given to everybody for free. I uh, that is okay to say for them, for the, for the liberals. But like we were talking about with the influencer type people, which he kind of is. He that, big time is. That when you don't endorse someone, you know, if, so they're going to pay you first to endorse them, right? And if the pay doesn't, you're like, yeah, screw you. I don't want the money. I don't need the money. Then they'll do something else. And you'll go to the next step. You know, on the on the list of things that will get you to endorse Biden. I, I've heard a lot. I wonder. Of, uh, there was a lot of especially after Trump's. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, went to the black caucus and talked to them just recently, maybe a week ago or so. This guy's street creds were taken away because he's a freaking sellout. He wants reparations. He wants hands out. And a black conservative is like, well, I don't want none of that. Just let me go to work. Get out of my way. Let me do my thing. And and when I went back to like the black conservative, you know, the great YouTube channel, that guy straight out like, I don't need this. Yeah. You know, the Hodge twins said the same thing. I don't. And of course, Officer Tatum's like, dude, I don't need no handout from nobody. I can do for my own. You know, so it, it's I wonder if this is to help Killer Mike's reputation. Mm hmm. Give him some cred. Yeah. Yeah. Because then now if he's an influencer, obviously he's a little bit more potent, right? I mean, we all heard about the mugshot of Trump and how that made him ultra popular in the black community. Oh, my gosh. Talk about a, a whirlwind 
that has happened in the last four months since uh-huh. we, we've recorded, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like all, almost every one of those cases, even though he was convicted, they're falling apart <laughs> and they're not going to stand. You know, they're all going to get uh, thrown out. Shout out to OMG. And we know not what we mean. <laughs> Shout out to uh, uh, James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe. Yeah. Dude, what a pit bull. And how the enemy can't reckon. I think God blinds the enemy. Yeah. So when he shows up, they don't even know who he is, dude. Mm-hmm. Freaking creepy old man at the gym trying to pick up on your daughter. <laughs> Suck an egg, homie. Did you see him go to the border a couple weeks ago and he was dressed as a homeless guy? No, I want to see this so now. He, he, he basically dressed as a homeless guy, like a drunk. He was acting drunk. And he went to one of those hotels where they're basically Yeah, housing. yeah, yeah. I saw, okay, that. saw that. I saw that. That is worth looking up if you guys uh, have time. That is hilarious. What's funny about that, me and my wife, since you guys if you guys don't know, I'm still a man of leisure. And um, I go, you know how we can get benefits? She and I both speak Spanish fluently. We'll cross the border, come back illegally, right? And then we'll get all the benefits. We will, mm-hmm. we'll, I'll shave down my fingerprint somehow. I don't know where I live. I'm 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 leaving Venezuela. You know it's corrupted over there. Got to come up with a new name. Somehow. Yeah. Oh no. Well, easy, dude. I'm Juan. Okay. Come on, dude. I'm Juan. Yeah. What do you mean? Come on, Juan Gomez. That's my name. Nice. And so, and then I tell my wife, I go. Then we'll get medical. We'll get paid. We'll get benefits because you can't do that as an American citizen. They don't give you credit cards and five star hotels. They don't do any of that stuff. Check this out. Let's get into that too. Now, I don't know if you guys saw. Now, this guy's like so a big bad. Crisis in New York because they kept shipping in migrants on buses. Right? The governor of Texas is doing it, and he's in a wheelchair, which makes it like kind of more evil, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, in New York, we're like cool, right? But we are bluffing a little bit, you know. <laughs> they were like, "We're shipping you busloads of migrants," and we're like, "Good. I hope you do." <laughs> and then, after a few months, we're like, they're still coming, huh? That is, I mean, that's kind of a lot. Uh, no, it's good for sure. No, we do want them. Uh, we were bluffing a little bit. It's kind of like if a dude was like, dude, I want to fuck the shit out of 10 girls. And then they were like, we have all 10 girls on their way to your house. You're like, all 10 right now, tonight. They, no, I will fuck them. No, I did you're right. No, I'm, I did promise to fuck the shit out of all ten. That is... Uh, is five and five an option? No, it's ten for sure. Okay, all at the same time? <laughs> dude, Ryan Long, dude, is uh, is so funny right now. His stuff is so funny. Uh, uh, yeah, that's some crazy stuff. I'm, I'm calling them invaders now. They're, they are not... Asylum seekers at this point. In my well, you see these uh, so-called with these uh, these uh, sanctuary cities have been freaking backpedaling real quick. Want to take that title off them themselves mm-hmm. real fast? All these cities. But did you hear about the money, the amount of money the banks are making over these credit cards that the New York mayor is giving out to these people? Everybody's getting a cut. No, no, but the banks are. I mean, dude, they're going to give people fifty million dollars and they're going to keep five hundred million dollars. <laughs> Just think about that exchange. <laughs> I know that the No Agenda has been doing a good job covering, shout out to No Agenda. They've been doing a good job covering the United Nations, all the NGOs. They've always been the best to fa- do the international stuff. Facilitating this invasion 
probably around the world, not just in America. I'm sure they were doing all those NGOs, and it's like it's all uh, it's all religious NGOs. That's the the thing. It's real fascinating. A lot of Catholic, a lot of it's very Protestants. Yeah. They they tug at those hearts. A lot of women. A lot of women doing a lot of Karens. Yeah. Interesting. This, this is a clip that everybody should be aware of um, in regards to the uh, governor of Texas, the wheelchair-bound Greg Abbott. Um, this was actually, I think, recorded at least a year ago. Um, now I forgot his name. Oh, boy. Sorry here. Do you remember that guy's name? Davos. This, this this is the guy that uh, goes to the city council meetings. And we'll like rail on him. No, I don't remember his ah, name. I can't remember his name, but I'll, I'll uh, He'll probably to... say his name here. But this is him confronting Greg Abbott uh, on the About world, being a globalist. The World Economic Forum. Coming. Okay. So, the Schwab of the World Economic Forum bad audio. Uh, has bragged uh, publicly about infiltrating governments and grooming political leaders. Now, you know, he's for the Great Reset, pushing for an agenda 2030, complete globalization. Um, do you denounce the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, and the Great Reset? Listen, I'm, I'm not a globalist. I, I'm a Texas person, an American first person. Okay. Yes, but do you denounce Klaus uh, Schwab and the Great Reset? I, I, I promote Texas and America. Okay. There you go. Okay. All right. Thank hey. you, man. All right, guys, so as you can see, I just asked Texas Governor Greg Abbott if he would denounce uh, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and the Great Reset, and he refused to do so. I mean, I don't understand why it's so difficult to just say, I denounce those things. Oh, I know why, because he actually has a page of himself on the World Economic Forum. I'll show you in a second here, but anyways, it doesn't matter, Republican or Democrat, they're all corrupt, okay? The only thing is Democrats are going to get us um, into a very bad place. They just speed things up. That's basically what they do. But in the end, they're all the same. So I be- after something he- hearing this, and it makes the picture a little more clear, that where they're sending these people strategic- strategically? Strategic, yeah. Strategically. And they're places that they know they're dying. They knew New York is dying in these population. All these little cities that they know, these big cities that they people are fleeing, don't want to live there, they're dying. And it's just like, um, you know those those kids that beat up the police officers? Mm-hmm. Do you know where they ended up sending them to? Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. They sent them to Phoenix. Yeah. They had a big protest. They didn't want them there either. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what they're doing. They're redistributing them, their garbage mm-hmm. to other places. It's check it out. Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Joe Biden. John Biden. Joe Biden. Trump or Joe Biden? Uh, John Biden. Joe Trump or Joe Biden? John Biden. Joe Biden. Trump or Joe Biden? I said Joe Biden. Joe Biden. He was walking for about a month. How much did you pay to be able to come here? Uh, about three thousand dollars. Mayoría Biden. 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 que nos está ayudando por Biden. Okay, so what she says right there, she goes. For who? Well, he's the one helping us, Joe Biden. She said it. She's, she, and they, they know this. They're making sure they're telling them, remember, it's Joe Biden who's doing this for you. And it's very true. Because in 2016, when Trump became president, all these guys ran. They went back to Mexico or they ran up to Canada. The illegal aliens. Hmm. 
because it was embedded in through Univision, Telemundo, Spanish television, that Donald Trump was the evil and he was the, the everything. Basically, mm-hmm. what what Obama did, they said it was Trump that did it. Right. And so they told everybody because they saw all these deporting yeah, people cages. over there. But they didn't go, oh, that was Obama. <laughs> and another thing, you know a guy named Dick Gregory? I've heard you know of him. No comedian? Yeah. Did you hear that he said that Obama's record is sealed just like the COVID thing for 75 years? You can't read what Obama did, his what? orders, what he did in office. Look it up. I looked wow. it up. It's true. That's why you can't discuss it. You can't ask, you know, we have open, what is it, um, Open Information Act? We have the right to ask yeah, for this stuff. Freedom of information. But just yeah. like the assassination of, of Kennedy, this his stuff is sealed for 70 some, 75 years. At, at this point, it's common knowledge to to most, but obviously not all, that you know Obama was spying on any incoming or incumbent or any... I guarantee you it wasn't just Trump that he was like spying on and trying to... Uh, you know, create a criminal uh, charge on a guy before he's even in office. I, I guarantee you. And it's, it's, it, that's why you can't look at that stuff. Well, because it's going to be very apparent that, you know, he, uh, <laughs> there was discussion before Obama got elected interfering. They were talking about this group that Obama's a, a part of and that they were part of a coup of the United States. Mm-hmm. We've been hearing this, but they hushed it down. And if you see the movements of our current president and that guy, which is Obama, it it makes sense that what they're doing is a coup. It's uh, because right now there's no way you see the the voting they did in Michigan. Trump got like one hundred and forty thousand something votes more. mm -hmm. How are they going to steal this election? I'm sure they will, but how? It's going to be by a coup. Yeah, I mean they. They they did it last time. Uh, I w- let's get into that in a second because I I wanted to hit on one thing that's been on my mind a lot with this uh, invader force and Trump talking about if he gets in he is gonna deport everything all of them. Well, but my my question to you and it's one that I already know the answer to, but I'm just curious if you you have the same feelings that our government does not have the balls to do that. I don't think anybody in the government would be able to actually pull that off. No, I don't believe so either. The only one that had the guts to do it was Obama because he didn't even give a damn what we had to say about him. Mm. Didn't give a damn about it. Because we know about the cages. We know that he's the president that had deported more beaners than any president prior Mm. to him. These are known facts. But yet, he didn't give a damn about what we thought about him. He, he also jailed more. He had the media. Remember, he's like Trudeau. He's the original Trudeau. He jailed more journalists than any other president. Uh, he drone. He uh, killed civilians in Yemen. He bombed American civilians. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty he, wild stuff. He, for, for a guy who received the Nobel Peace Prize, man, he sure caused a lot of death. But that's that's the thing that I'm I'm pretty concerned about at this point is that, you know, we we don't have we're too afraid of what people are going to call us. And so we're not going to do what needs to be done. And then we're going to basically have 10 million desperate people, 
you know, because those the government money is not going to be forever. They're going to run out of that government money, and then they're going to be left on their own to make you know three thousand bucks a month or four thousand bucks a month to just live here in America. That I don't, I don't think that that's possible. Like, it's hard just for the people that you know. I've been working almost twenty years at my job, and I'm struggling. Dude. So how, how are you going to just get a job? You know, literally off the boat and be able to survive in America. And then you have to start going, okay, so that's going to be a hard, that's going to be very hard for them to pull off. What do they do to make money and survive? Right now (laughs) I went to the grocery store, got a pack of six hamburger buns, two bags of one pound frozen uh, potatoes because we wanted to cook them in the air fryer. Uh, 1850. 1850. You know, I, I'm just going, dude. Yeah. And and I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's going to be, try to brainstorm on this. Like, cause I've, I've heard already people talking about the military that, you know, that would be a way to basically employ these people that can't survive. They just, they just made that. I could see this happening. You know what gets me upset about this? This isn't the first time our U.S. Mil- our government has promised minorities or illegals that if they join the military, mm-hmm. that they would get citizenship. And there's this famous case during the Iraq War where there was a gentleman who was signed in when there, but he went, he was only a, a resident, not a citizen. And he saved his whole platoon by jumping onto the grenade, and it blew up. Okay. So his wife and his kids couldn't get his benefit because he wasn't wow. a citizen. So they had to go to Congress, and the congressman had to do it and go in there. So what I don't understand is that these illegals who are going to be that stupid thinking that this government's going to give them citizenship. They haven't done it to the dreamers. They haven't done it since the, the, the migrant mm-hmm. uh, workers that used to just come in and work for the field and then go away. They, they haven't done it for anybody the only one that ever did it was ronald reagan the only one that ever did it Mm. so to me this whole thing if if you're illegal and they go you're going into the military guess where you're going you're not going to go run computers you're going to the front line because the guy who knows how to run the computer that's worth money to them they got to keep him you you just pull a trigger get over there that's what i'm seeing yeah, that's what it's, that uh, that is. You could see that uh, playing out for sure. Uh, I also heard <laughs> I, I didn't have I don't have the article, but I also heard that California they did it last year where they basically offered. Uh, um, I don't know if it was. I don't think it was m- migrants, but it was something to that effect where they were they were giving them. Zero down. It's basically the same deal that I got when we moved in here for uh, the first time home buyer teacher program. And it basically gives you like a silent second and third mortgage. And then, so basically it sounds like they're going to place people in homes with no money down and no payments. So like, I don't, I don't know how that's, that's supposed to work. It's like a lottery system. So they only give a certain amount 
out, but you can't be, you know, you, you have to be super low income type of thing, you know? Yeah. And well, then, that's what, um, Habitat for Humanity was doing. Hmm. It's a, it's a, by the way, if anybody's interested in that, don't do it because it'll screw you over because basically when you sell, when you finally do sell, you owe all that back at that point. So they basically take their cut. Yeah, you, you would think that they would learn about California. They don't give nothing out for free. No, you, they'll get it in the end. It's just... Uh, hey, uh, uh, I don't real, know. real quick, we used, to, we used to talk about, you know, go woke, go broke. I don't know if you've heard the latest, how Panera got off having to pay their employees $20 an hour because yeah. they donated to the Gavin Newsom election campaign. So, and they, so they bread. made a provision into yeah. this law <laughs> that says if you have a oven in there and bake bread, yeah. that you're exempt from the $20. So now I've heard that uh, uh, um, Jack in the Box it's going to start making their own buns in-house so they don't have to pay their employees $20 yeah. anymore. So imagine Panera, who is this yuppie, probably the most, uh, what do you call it, uh, Karen probably restaurant ever created, is now going to be taken off the list of 20 bucks just by bribing yeah. our governor. Well, that's a Subway, too, because they bake their bread there. That's what I'm saying. To huh. me, Everybody, I would right away say, yeah, I, I, I'm baking in my house. Fresh bread. bread. Fresh bread. <laughs> Every restaurant now, fresh bread. Dude. <laughs> that's what you got to, that's how you have to treat these people, man. Well, like, I now I know that I've always dreamed about opening my, dude, if I make pizzas, I bake my own bread. Mm-hmm. The pizza's my own. I make the dough. It's soft. It's, no. Yeah, Go, it's pretty interesting. It sounds like he's, uh, they're, petitioning to do another recall on him i don't know if you saw that <laughs> dude i hope larry elder runs for governor again i think he has a great chance larry elder for governor of california uh to get back on the uh wef world economic forum they had their big meeting uh last month january uh check this out i got a couple clips that are hilarious The concept of trust and trusteeship compels us to think beyond borders and beyond our lifetimes. It encourages collaboration over competition, sustainability over expediency, and empathy over apathy. As trustees of the future, we are responsible for advancing a world which is richer in possibilities, more equitable in opportunities, and more secure in its foundations. Moreover, as leaders in government, business, and society, we bear a particular responsibility to rebuild trust in how we assume our own role as trustees. Why does it... As we assume. So the the best part of this World Economic Forum this year, because I'm always kind of watching these, is that the whole theme about the whole weekend, or I think it's a week-long thing, the whole theme was how do we regain trust in the public? How how do we 
how do we uh, get credibility again in the public's eye? By not putting that guy that sounds like a German to tell you about this. Like, you would think that they would hire, like, um, some ad agency to say, dude, putting him out there? Yeah. Especially to Americans who grew up watching all these World War II movies and and we have our grandfathers and great-grandfathers who fought in these wars and we've heard this accent and that accent didn't belong to friends. They mm-hmm. were enemies. I, I, yeah. I... And every evil villain in any movie ever <laughs> sounds just like that guy. Dude, uh, I, my, my, my favorite movie, the, the... What was that called? Um... Oh, I can't think of the movie. Austin Powers? No. no. <laughs> I was the, thinking what, of Dr. Evil. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh, I can't think of the name. It's Nazi soldiers and the Americans get sent over there. It's a Tarantino movie. Yeah. Uh, Bastards. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. That one guy who played the German officer who was hunting the Jews, that's who, like, you know, and that character, that guy played it so well that he you hated that guy. I know. I almost... I. I, Great actor. I've tried to watch that movie a couple times because I, I like Brad Pitt movies, but like both times I tried to watch it, it was just too much. Uh, it was like overt shitting on Germans kind of thing. I, I didn't. Well, it, it is a Jewish guy making a fantasy I, movie. I know. I just and ugh, I couldn't do it. I I for me since I ain't got game on that. I thought it was I I uh, I dude. I think German. Uh, Pastries are really good. I think German food is really good. Obviously, German women are beautiful, and their cars are, I can't afford them. That's how good they are, you know? There's a lot of people that say the main reason we got involved in Ukraine was because Russia and Germany were buddying up too much, and we didn't like that. Well, the, remember, there, Germany was going to be pretty much that pipeline that they right. destroyed was to feed the Germans. Yep. And you know, the U.S. is a jealous bastard. They, hey, you get your stuff from us. Yep. You get your stuff from us. Yeah. And I mean, uh, that's a, that's speculation, obviously. Uh, but like you said, with the Nord Stream two, you know that that was going right to Germany. Kind of bizarre. I don't know, and and. I'm not saying that we're the only bad guys and the Russians are good guys. Of course, yeah. But I think that the Russians have tried to extend the branch of olives towards the U.S. so many times, whether it be under Gorbachev, who Mm. came to New York and just basically swept the city so beautiful. Everybody was had this positive of peace that there maybe there would be peace between us. And the Tucker Carlson and Putin interview was another one that I thought that guy's trying to say, hey, I wanted to be part of this stuff. Bill Clinton said no. You hear that? Where Putin goes, dude, I want to be part of NATO. But Clinton went to talk to his his uh, puppet masters, mm-hmm. came back and said, yeah, they don't want you in the group because they need him to be their enemy. They need a boogeyman. Oh, yeah. They need someone like that. Otherwise, they can't ask us. They, 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 anyways. Yeah. That was interesting. He talks about the that Boris Johnson guy scuttling the peace deal. Like they had a peace deal. And that Boris Johnson guy came in and was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> kind of fascinating. And then uh, I love that uh, Tucker Carlson asked him for an interview. 
and uh, Johnson said, I'll do your interview, but for a million dollars. Oh, he's bribed. He, he basically bribed. wanted money to do Tucker's show. I was like, wow, okay. But uh, here's some more WEF uh, nonsense. This one's going to hit hard, buddy. Get ready. If I can hit the play button. Basically, the coffee that we all drink um, emits between 15 and 20 tons of CO2 per ton of coffee. So we should all know that this is every time we drink coffee, we are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere. Um, the other, and one of the reasons is because most of the coffee plantation, or most of the coffee is produced through monoculture, and, um, and, and monoculture is also affected by climate change. Um, the quality of these nature assets is uh, deteriorating quite rapidly, and uh, coffee plantation, as you all know, is mostly in global south, and you know that better than I, and, um, and, these, and this is where some of these um, uh, nature assets, these essential nature assets really lie. So we should all know that this is every time we drink coffee, we are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere. <laughs> Does this guy realize that this nation was born because of that fight? Have you tried to take coffee away from a coffee drinker? <laughs> I'll kill you. Dude, it is insane. I will destroy you. You don't. They want us to drink fluorinated water and eat bugs. Like, that's going to be your meal. But it's interesting what they touch, right? Because they don't care. They don't grow it in their country. He even said, South America and all these people, yeah, they make a living. So we're trying to take away their living. That's why I, I enjoyed the speech at CPAC by the president of El Salvador. Oh, yeah, Bukele. He even told them, these world economic people, we shut them out from our country. Mm -hmm. This is what you guys need to do. Did you see he got voted in 85%? Dude, it was it, his speech. It, it, He's a now, stud, by the way. That, Love that but guy. I just like the fact that he goes, yeah, after this, for the, the, the world economic forum, they, they know better not to mess with us. He brought them out, called them out, everything. Yeah. These globalists, he goes, these globalists, unelected so-called leaders or whatever, these men are trying to control our country, and they were destroying El Salvador. Mm -hmm. Not just 10 years, not 30 years, mm -hmm. not for, for 50 years. Yep. He goes, and so you think we're going to go back to this? Yep. We just made El Salvador so prosperous. that company Now you have El Salvadorians going home. Mm-hmm. I want to move to El Salvador. They're going home. By the way. For the first time ever I've ever heard where Salvadorians feel safe, where they, obviously they're patriots. They I, want to go home. I've never wanted to move to a, any country in my life. Like, never. But El Salvador is, like, to the point where, you know, I've, I've done a lot of research and kind of uh, proceeding to the point of what do I need to have to get in there. And uh, one of the things that they're doing uh, to promote their economy is that if you're in the high tech sector, which means uh, pretty much any manufacturing, CNC, all that stuff. Anything, anything. Uh, if you come to El Salvador and you start a business there in the uh, high tech industry, it's zero taxes for your income on that company. And it's like, to me, that is... That's amazing, you know. I mean, and then obviously you got the the mass incarceration of the MS13 kind of gang stuff. You got the Bitcoin thing, 
obviously it's beautiful. The only issue I got is like there's definitely active volcanoes in that area. <laughs> it's like kind of one of the the one of the things that I'm like, ooh boy. What one of the one of my my exposures to El Salvador was through the pastors. I knew a lot of pastors that were here up here, you know, pastors of Salvadorian descent, and they'd go home and try to help, you know, take stuff and help. And this is before this president. And you would hear these gang members terrorizing churches, going in there and stealing everything from them, making people get off the, the, stay on the bus, burning people alive on the buses and saying, getting guys around the bus. And if you guys come out, we're just going to shoot. You're going to die either by burn or you come out, we're going to shoot you. And he goes, it was, they could, you had to hide to go to church. You couldn't even go to church because these, these Mm -hmm. savages yeah, no, I were and this I was heard you first couldn't hand. even go to the store, dude. Like this you was, walked to the store and you needed to have uh, permission from yeah, them, yeah, or like another bodyguard, which is I'm sure not cheap. Well, and and then the problem there is that yeah, there were these gangs, but everyone was their own set. So mm-hmm. one street would be like everything yeah, else. One street would be this. Yep. One street would be that. Yep. And then you couldn't have children there because like your son would constantly be harassed to join their yep. gang they had to get tattoos yep. they were forced but the awful thing again to repeat it people who just wanted to live normal lives they were terrorizing them yeah. terrorizing them so those people are the 85 percent people that and, and in fact he says now that they control both all their congress they own they basically got 95 percent of the vote mm. so those are the people that spoke they're the ones that see hope from this guy, and they voted for this guy. Yeah, I've never. I just seen, pray that he doesn't become a dictator. I've never seen that kind of voting. I mean that 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 goes along with that uh, Malay guy too, uh, the Argentinian oh, guy. Did you see the way he when he first met uh, Trump? How excited he yeah, was! Yeah, yeah. Shook his hand, and um, but he's also a realist. That guy is a real economist, mm-hmm. a real one, and. I I just am so hopeful that because South America, Central America is so gorgeous. So many natural resources. They supposed to be some of the most wealthiest lands in the world. And they just been devastated by just, again, world politicians, NGOs and stuff like that. I know Bukele said it a bunch of times where he's basically going... America, what are you doing? He like, said that. Yeah, like, you know, and this is what I kind of see happening. And obviously, I'm I'm on a podcast talking shit a little bit. But in my mind, a lot of these, not yet, but a lot of these countries outside of the U.S. are probably going to be more safe than the U.S. And they're, they're countries that, you know, had high murder rates, you know, well, that- not very long ago. That's the know. accusation of that lady who was in the Chicago City Council, and she she read the she read out loud the the beginning of Scarface, and how all these crazy people ended up in from Cuba to the U.S. because supposedly Castro was going to allow his Cubans to come back, you know, to see their people over here, but along with them he was emptying his jails out there and sending all his worst people over here. 
That's how we ended up with Scarface and stuff like that. So she starts saying it's the same thing that Venezuela's doing, yeah, the same thing that all these countries are doing, the, uh, that they're emptying their prisons they, and sending them out here. So they basically are sending their trash to us. They are, uh, just like Trump said. He said that. Yeah. And they, they called him a racist. Well, you know? why would they send their engineer over here? Why would they send <laughs> their machinists, their doctors? Yeah. Why would they send them here? Mm, that's good they're not the ones trying to migrate over here. But they said the Venezuela has the lowest murder rate in its like fifty year history or something like that. The beginning, the, the first two months, it's the lowest it's ever been. They probably told them, "Do you see what happened in El Salvador? We're ready to do it here. If uh, if you guys want to leave now, go ahead, because then they don't have to build prisons, right? They don't have to do none of this stuff. They don't have to invest money. Now, try and tell El Salvadorian citizen that says, "Do you want to?" Pay a little higher tax to help this jail. They're like uh, ten dollars more, twenty dollars. Yeah, because I like being able to walk with my daughter to the store for a gallon of milk and not worry that mm-hmm. we're going to get shot. It is yep. beautiful to be able to sit on my porch and finally see my kids be able to play stickball. Yeah. Uh, here's one more, and then we can move on from these uh, elitist uh, bastards. Retard. They're literally like retarded. All meat. So. Oh, what hold we on. Choose, let, me, let me go back a little. Here. I've read the motion, and I believe we should move beyond all meat. So what we choose to eat has consequences far beyond the circumference of our plates. Specifically, your vote tonight Always Karen's, huh? expresses your allegiance to or rejection of a white... This Carol Adams from Canada. ...white supremacist patriarchal worldview... Damn, I Do stepped on it. Sorry, guys. This is your allegiance to or rejection of a white supremacist patriarchal worldview. Do we vote to further inequality and sustain world-destroying violence? It's basically saying that uh, eating meat is a white supreme thing. And it's always a white woman saying that it's like they hate their daddy they hate somebody they hate you guys white supremacy means that she believes she's superior to everybody else it's it that's what i heard a while back about the british people who were doing the same thing they were saying that the british way was so superior so better that obviously these people are so inferior because they don't live like us so we're superior to them. It's a superior thing of saying she believes that she's so virtuous above everybody. Let me tell you how to live. Let me tell you how to live. That's, yep. You're not living right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you understand. You're so stupid. Yep. I, I am a white woman, college educated from Canada, and I'm telling you that this is wrong. And the reason you don't understand because you're stupid because you eat meat. That's why you're, you don't understand what I'm saying to you. And it's the same garbage you've been hearing. Thomas Sowell back in the 60s was debating people like this and wiping them on the floor, dude. All right. Uh, so I'm going to transition in a second. but Real quick. Yeah. I haven't thrown a Bible verse out there. Do it. If you guys want to read something that talks about eating meat and vegetables, Romans chapter 14. Read that. And then we'll talk about it. Romans is very important. 
There's lots of good stuff in there. It's a great I, book. Gonna, All the books are fantastic. I'm going to give you uh, multiple choices here for the next segment. I have uh, COVID follow-ups. I have, uh, I put political, but there is uh, some election things that we could talk about. And then I got Bitcoin news. If we want to talk about that, I got weird news. All right. Um, do you, uh, any of those sound more interesting? Uh, what than are the others? COVID talking about? Let's do it. Let me do it. You know, it's still close to my heart. Yeah, we got I'm, it. I'm, and thank God for guys like Dr. Drew and that one doctor from New Zealand. I forget what his name is. The one that gets the pen and paper and starts talking about the laws and all that stuff. Oh, I follow him on, on uh, Rumble. Uh, he, he's a white haired guy with his glasses and he'll just like, he'll get the article and start under underlining it or circling it. And fantastic. I'll, I'll pick out his name, but Dr. Drew is, if you guys want to hear the latest update about it and what the news is not telling us, find him on rumble, the Dr. Drew show. Can I ask you a quick question? Is this still a subject that's spoken about at work? No. Interesting. Nobody wants to talk about the lockdowns or COVID. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is Alex Jones in 2009 on the Jesse Ventura, I think the conspiracy. Uh, this when Jesse Ventura still had balls. Yep. He doesn't have Trump derangement syndrome yet. There's an entire agenda afoot to force the population to undergo different type of medical treatments, namely vaccines. We're seeing a medical tyranny being set up, not just in the United States, but worldwide under the UN and the World Health Organization. Who's behind all this? The Bilderberg Group. They want a planetary dictatorship so they can carry out their forced depopulation agenda. And they want to do it through the medical system. And that's why vaccines are so important. We know that many of these vaccines vaccines turn out to have serious adverse reactions that this is being done by design they kill you slowly over time that's why they're called soft kill and i've got an insider i think you should really talk to dr rima labo but she doesn't live inside the united states because she's so concerned about all the police state developments that are taking place but if you can get her to come up here and talk to you she's a medical doctor she's treated heads of states and she really understands what's happening on the inside where's the doctor now she's in Panama. Panama. So I got to find her. You can either go down to Panama and talk to her or somehow get her up here. She doesn't like to come up here, though. Here's her phone number and information in Panama. All right. I'm going to work on it. Take that. Alex Jones has been talking about that stuff forever, though. Yeah, Probably well, even before that. I was watching a movie called Bullet with Steve McQueen, and it happens in San Francisco. And so one of the characters brings out a newspaper and reads the articles. 1967 or 66, this movie was made. And guess what they start reading about? Vaccines. How they're starting to be developed in that time, and they believe that this is going to cure so many different diseases. Mm. And he read it in a movie. Now, is that guy an influencer? Because why would that article be put in there? It was spoke really positive. Yeah, the, there and is. And in the 60s, we know, we've heard of the... Hong Kong flu, the bird flu, and we've heard Tyler, Mary Tyler Moore rejecting the vaccination shot. 
Yeah, there there is a technique that they use. It's called predictive programming, and they'll put it in movies and uh, literature and stuff like that, so that when you know twenty years down the line, you know they start doing whatever they were insinuating in the movie, it won't be so shocking to people. That's like mm. a it's like a technique for them to uh, kind of ease us in to things. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you guys want to see a great movie, Bullet with Steve McQueen, chart, uh, it's 68, so it's a 68 fastback against a 68 charger, street racing, you know? Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I became a Steve McQueen fan again. This is the former vice president of Pfizer, Dr. Mike Yeadon. Um, he has a warning for us. I think we're in the middle of an ongoing crime. I've no idea how long it's going to last. I think it's, I'm convinced that it will be the biggest crime in history. Uh, it's global. Uh, it has the intent of control, removing everybody's freedom. And I personally think will involve killing further millions, if not billions of people. That makes it a pretty big competitor for the title worst crime in history. It is long planned. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but I've definitely come across information that shows that the components of the deceit that they've used, you know, PCR, uh, exaggerated PCR testing, uh, the use of fear-based messaging through the media, this stuff's been rehearsed by militaries and the people we might think of as the spooks for at least 25 years and possibly longer. So it's long planned, very serious. Here's the thing, why I'm calling you to arms. It's not going to return to the old normal. One, that's never their intention. So it's not going to happen passively because it's not, there isn't an actual phenomenon that's going to wear off. They're not going to allow it to return to normal. So if you comply with this tyranny, it will end with the loss of your liberty and probably your life. Uh, the supply chains uh, that move materials, uh, uh, raw materials and finished goods around the world are being sawn through on a global scale. You've only got to look at where the shipping is, where it should be and where it actually is. And terrifyingly, the same is happening to food production worldwide, food and fertilizer production. It's in the wrong place. It's deliberate. They're smashing the means of manufacturing enough calories to keep 7.8 billion people alive. And, you know, where do you think that's going to end? Well, the answer is mass, mass starvation, war, uh, uh, global migration. That's, that's what's going to happen if you and everybody else choose to do nothing at all. Uh, also, economic destruction we can see happening around us. Interest rates will rise on the back of huge debts. That will just cause mass bankruptcies, rolling recessions, depressions, things like that. And I would also imagine loss of confidence in the very thing called money. So any savings you've got, I think they'll just vanish. Literally, people will just say, I no longer trust sterling. I don't want to accept it. And so all your savings are now worth nothing. So if you wait, I believe it will be too late. I think you already know that I'm broadly telling you something that's closer to the reality than what government's telling me. Uh, but I believe that we can head off the worst crimes in history by actively withdrawing our consent and, and definitely not accepting these uh, digital ID for any reason, any reason. If you accept it, they, they will sweep over us. Um, and so just in the last few words, I implore you to get involved to use some of what I and others are saying to you. Uh, be brave, actually. You have to be brave now and risk embarrassment um, and recruit other people to this cause and we can roll them over. 
Mm. Yeah. Well, the channel I was speaking about is Dr. John Campbell. And about a week ago, he showed that the British government and the New Zealand government had changed the death statuses. They started change, changing the counts. And a lot of the death, they started stop counting them as excess, excess death and changed the numbers. And now, instead of saying a positive 467, they'll start saying, oh, this was a negative 467. Yeah. So from one day or another, and that's the one thing we've always been heard, hearing, that they're going to attack everything, our statistics. and, their, and But the problem with that is that you're going to get honest statistics that are going to report like they've always have, and they're going to we're going to start having confliction conflicted numbers. But again, the gentleman that I'm speaking about, I I highly suggest if you still, um, how can I say, are uh, interested into what exactly is still going on with these medical cover-ups with this COVID shot and the COVID, I am telling you Dr. John Campbell and Dr. Drew are the two best channels right now that have been honest, honest men. And both of those guys' information have been backed up. And again, again, to repeat myself, Dr. John Campbell. Uh, this guy, dude. What dude, do you think he's going to be? In the cabinet? I don't know, but uh, Ramaswamy has definitely... He's definitely, I was kind of back and forth on that guy for a long time, just kind of like unsure. He just seemed too good to be true type of thing. But um, after seeing him just basically eviscerate every Republican candidate in those debates and then call out the RNC's uh, leader, you know, that basically she's complacent in this. Uh, Dude, they re- they got rid of her. She's gone. I mean, she's hey, who are they going to replace him with? Another puppet? No, I heard uh, one of uh, Trump's son's wife's. I don't know. Uh, the sellout that doesn't like to talk to her daddy? I think they said Laura. No, Laura. Why Trump, always women? Laura Why not Trump? a man? Not a man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but. Uh, I'm discouraged with our local elections. It's all women on the ballot. This is like this. This is such a flame. The dude is just a flamer. Let's check this out. See if I come up to a good spot. Right up here tonight. This is how this game is played. The puppet masters put up their puppet, and I reject the use of identity politics in this party. It has been a cancer coming from the left, and I'm sick and tired of the double standards the people of this country are too. Having two X chromosomes does not immunize okay, you from thank criticism. You, thank you. Foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position, with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. 
So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the U.N. and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's her puppet masters right there, the donors. The donors right there that are playing her like the puppet masters. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor, just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, yeah. and get the hell out of this yeah, race. When it comes to Nikki, all three of them have been licking Donald Trump's boots for years for money and endorsements. Ron DeSantis, you've been a great governor, but you would have never been one without actually begging Donald Trump for that endorsement. And you attacked him in your Nikki book Haley. a year ago. Same thing with Chris Christie as a lobbyist, begging them for COVID money for his special interests in New Jersey, prepping him for the debates last time around. The real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It is the deep state Here that we go. Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's gonna speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's gonna speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11? That the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform? That the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech? That the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment <laughs> okay. that actually Thank put you. up the Trump Russia collusion hoax. You, you pause real quick. There's a reason why these moderators, who are they to be stopping any one of these people to even speak? Who are they? When he was hitting certain spots about the chromosome, hey, that's enough. Wait a minute. The whole time they're like, uh, shut uh, your mouth. Uh, 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 your whole uh, point is to let these people talk. Let him fall on his sword, whether it's something right or wrong. But you're again, there's three women that try to be their mo- his mommy and tell him, don't be speaking like that. He at least is the only guy that's act like a man goes, you don't talk to me like this. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And this is what I, I gets me so ticked off all these moderate moderators who need to just stay in their place. You're not running for president. You weren't selected because you're such genius people. All your job is to throw questions. That's all it is. But the problem is that even the moderators and all these deep deep state that this man is talking about want to even control the presidential debates. And these women go, how dare you talk to a woman like that? Well, how dare you talk to a man like that? Yeah, I mean, all she's got to do is just... OG Matag is back, y'all. She's just got to say the provinces. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and she didn't even... Dude, she could have... You know what sort of been cool? If she would have answered it back and said, da-da-da, da-da-da, and da-da. But she's like, uh, uh. And not even the earpiece that's in her ear that their hair covers? It didn't get to her. <laughs> yeah, that this, this uh, election cycle has definitely been fascinating to watch a lot has happened in four months that's for sure but it's been pretty interesting to see trump just rolling fools i mean every place he goes he's just he's he hasn't done one debate and just basically does his trump thing and he's rolling these people i'll be honest with you i've liked uh this gentleman uh ramaswamy a lot better because i think he's had more guts to say the truth than even donald trump mm-hmm. 
Oh, I, I mean, agree. the stuff he's saying right now, Don Trump's never said it. He we, called out all three of them straight out. And then you hear Don DeSantis, oh, you said that in your book. It's like, shut up, know. fool. He got shut down pretty quick. I, I've said it ever since he, Ramaswamy, came on the scene because we've, we, we, had, we talked about it last year. He's been around a while now that he's basically, I wondered at one point on this show, I think I know I recorded it, that if Trump hired this guy, you know, because everything, it's basically, it's everything that we believe. What Ramaswamy's saying is everything that I believe, but that Trump can't say. Like he couldn't, he couldn't, like you said, he could not say everything it would it would throw him into kind of more of a kind of the outside of the box thinking type of guy and he i noticed trump he's like very much you know he wants to be uh admired and kind of uh you know he doesn't want to be thought of as like a conspiracy theorist that's definitely something he doesn't want where this guy basically saying what everybody's thinking and everybody that's thinking this are the people that are going to vote trump pretty much and then, like, uh, you saw how quickly he endorsed, he felt, he dropped out. He was one of the first to drop out and endorse I, I, Trump. I'm, I'm going to speak about that. Yeah. I like the fact that I believe since they felt like they couldn't beat him, I'm talking about Ramaswamy, that they wanted him to be the Nikki Haley. Hmm. And he dropped out. Remember, because he says, I don't want to be a, a distraction to getting this man elected. Mm-hmm. And so then they had no choice to then turn to Nikki Haley, even though she wasn't getting any votes. And they'd, I'm going to stay in the race until whatever. Oh, I'm a person of color. Like everything she could say, she's trying to say. And I think that because she was either their second or third choice, or that's all they had. Because I think they tried to use this guy. And he's like, you know, what? I'm not, I'm talking Ramaswamy to be the whatever, the, the, what do they call that? Like the distraction to the election that maybe he could take votes away from Trump. And that's what they were hoping that Nikki Haley was going to do at mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. So since he said no, cause he even said that I don't want to be distraction of, of our party and our vision. So I'm going to drop out so that this man can do, cause he knew I'm not going to win, beat this guy, but it all and all in all, dude, Ramaswamy's movement was what Bernie wish he can do. That movement because, like you, I was like, dude, I love the way this guy speaks. Yeah, he says the right things. I, like, yeah. like you said, our thoughts are on the table. Or at least he has the guts to ask the question. And, and, and questions that people like us who are not in government would be asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan at this point. Uh, I just hope he... he I know can, he's, got, he's got questionable uh, origins. You know, just because of the, what was it, the, uh, wasn't, uh, the young global leaders type of. Yeah, he was there at the like meeting. He took he, some money from Abbott them and everything. And, yeah. So it's kind of, but that's where it, it, you do, you do have to be careful because I am convinced, you know, we got AI. This is another thing that's came out since the show kind of petered out is AI stuff. It's just like out of control right now. And my whole my whole thing has always been, and this is something that everybody knows that whatever technology they give us, they've already had that for fifty years. 
up. So if they've already had AI for 50 years, I, and the internet for what, 20 years now at least, that I don't know how people cannot see that they have programs that can predict the future. We've talked about this with uh, Elon before and how he seems to have the perfect poignant tweets every time like he says exactly what people are thinking and what i think happens is just like these large language models they're they're skimming all this uh information from the internet that i'm sure if they're doing that they're going to be able to go what is the pulse of the country today what is the pulse of the country going to be tomorrow you know and and that and in that context they can easily predict what we're going to want to hear and what you know, and so they, that's the one thing I'm concerned with is that they know, they know what's going on. They're just playing dumb. And so do they put some people up to kind of almost as like a, a release valve? We've always heard that before where it's like, oh yeah, someone gets us finally, you know, because Congress's approval is a record low. I think it's 20 something percent, 28 percent of the people uh, actually like the government and the Congress and all that stuff. Makes you wonder. Well, I don't know if this is taking it somewhere else because I got this thought in my head mm-hmm. about what you're saying right now. The only thing about Vivek is, again, um, his origin story, the beginning that he was a young, young globalist. But again, we've all been young progressives. You know, we wanted certain things. And I wondered if he was a plant. You know, like you were saying. It's too good to be true. Yeah. yeah. Because now, like the district attorney from New York, the district attorney of San Francisco, the district attorney of San Diego, the district attorney of Los Angeles, the district attorney for Portland, Seattle, the dickless attorney that we know that Sorry. we know that they were their plants, mm. and there had been there has been no more of an obvious one now. Now they're so comfortable implanting people did you hear last week the city of san francisco that they um hired a election integrity official that is a chinese citizen yes that has been in the united states only five years yeah it's not a u.s citizen right it is a she is a chinese citizen it is against the law for them to vote to put someone into that position that is not a citizen. And is it, is it a, as to quote friends, Joey, is it a coincidence? I think not that the Chinese government, uh, prime minister, whatever was in San Francisco. And then this lady becomes, and she's part of the election integrity office. And you're going, how does this make any sense? And why is there no one in San Francisco? Or if there is uh, uproar, no one's hearing about it. And they hushed this story really quickly down. Yeah, I only heard like one podcast talking about it. It wasn't very many people talking about it. So it, it's that again as uh, to quote um, Elon Musk about George Thoreau's plan knowing that there's more money to be gained and more power in the local sure. elections than the federal one. The federal one is just a distraction for all of us, bro. Mm-hmm. 
That is the plan is exactly of planting these people. There's more, We've been more hearing right now that power. the Chinese yeah. government has been destroying our meat industry. They've been destroying a lot of our agriculture industry exactly in the same way. They go into places, underbid the local farmers, mm-hmm. make the local farmers go bankrupt, and then buy their farms, you know, a penny on the dollar. And this is a known thing happening. Or like in Texas when they, they burn the northern part of Texas. Yeah. They let a w- largest wildfire in Texas history happen. Just go? Yeah. No, yeah. no I, didn't, I haven't seen any airplanes dropping water. It's just like, you know, and that's cattle country. That's ranch country right there. That's steaks. Uh, back on this thing, uh, kind of to tie in with your San Francisco nonsense uh this is oregon lawmakers sue oregon to block misinformation contract to counter election related claims and so what this story is and it kind of reminds me of san francisco with that lady is that these election people they're going to be in charge of misinformation and disinformation when it comes to election allegations yep and uh in oregon they basically they put up a, I'll just summarize the article. They put up a job description about uh, an election, you know, professional that would be able to monitor, uh, what did they say, monitor and actually, I think, go after people. I can't remember how they worded it, but basically go after people that are uh, giving misinformation, disinformation in regards to the elections. Okay, okay. It's crazy. Doesn't that then make sense on showing a video or or an article of Killer Mike being arrested mm. for speaking ill against Biden? Mm. So now, is he an influencer? So now he got arrested, and now this thing about Oregon... So what are you going to say? Mm. Dude, if they've been willing to arrest Killer Mike, what are they going to do to me? I there's the influence in power. There is why he got arrested, and there's an article exactly to make the point of this Oregon election official. Woo! It's there. Uh, it is. See, we can we can put these together. It is tough because things that were I that the WEF uh, meeting last month. You know, it was about building trust back, but it was also about how to take care of misinformation and disinformation. That was a big part of their, oh, their meetings. Thank you for reminding me. You can't post this show in France because hmm. we talked ill about COVID and they made it illegal in France for us to give any misinformation in I don't France. Think, I think we did pretty good. We just presented the two. Uh, I'm just two videos. French people don't <laughs> rat us out. All right. Uh, don't rat us out. Bring back the guillotine. <laughs> yeah, guys, but they went after the poor people with that thing, man. Perfected that thing. Uh, so, like, my my point on the misinformation angle is that if you're paying attention, which I know not many people are, that... Don't with, say that about our audience. Our audience does. I'm not saying our audience. That if you're, if you're paying attention long enough to a story that was deemed misinformation or a conspiracy theory that within six months, sometimes even a week, it'll be deemed actually true. So that's the, that's the part where 
you know, it's bad enough that they're they're going to say that we can't say certain things and all that stuff. But what happens when two months later, what what they just kicked you off for was true? Like I that I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, and this is in the context to uh, Tucker's little. Um, check this one out <laughs> because everybody told us we couldn't talk about this a couple of years ago. The second the election ended and they stopped voting, stopped the vote counting on election night, I was like, well, this is, and it's all now mail-in ballots, electronic voting machines. I was like, that's a rigged election. I thought that then, I think it now. Well, now it's obvious that it was. But at the time I was like, I feel like there's, that was like crazy what just happened. I want, but I don't want to go on TV and say that's a rigged election because I don't have any evidence it's a rigged election. You can't do that. It's irresponsible and it's wrong. Uh, you said uh, to some degree the election was rigged. Was it, was was it, it stolen? Totally ridic- it was to- 100% stolen. Are you like joking? Like it was rigged to a, that large of a yeah, degree? Yeah, they, they completely change the way people vote right before the election on the basis of COVID, which had nothing to do so with So in that way it was rigged, meaning like and then manipulated. Then you censor the information people are allowed to get. You can't have censorship in a democracy by definition. Here's how it works. The people rule. They vote for representatives to carry their agenda to the capital city and get it enacted. That's how they're in charge. And then every few years, they get to reassess the performance of those people in an election. In order to do that, they need a they need access, unfettered access to information. And no one, particularly not people who are already in power, is allowed to tell them what information they can have. They have Amen. to have all information that they want, whether the people in charge want it or don't want it, or think it's true, or think it's false, it doesn't matter. And the second you don't have that, you don't have a democracy. It's not a free election, period. Boom. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, that's- I, I Put in your last words, I'm about to hit the Goonies button. I, I That Lex Friedman, you know how people rub you oh, the wrong way? That yeah. Lex Friedman guy rubs me. Remember, he's an MIT. That means he's MI6. He, that means he's uh he's uh FBI whatever. He's a gatekeeper, like you were saying. Dude, that yep. guy and I and he tries to talk like people have put him on a pedestal of what a smart guy he is. I I maybe it's just that you know, me being a working man, blue collar guy, don't trust these people. It's just that this guy rubs me the wrong way. You and I know best on this that the smartest people are a lot of times the most ignorant dumbest people that are in the room like they're they're not reading they don't read the room they they're smart but they don't like you know so there's that you can hear it in his voice where you know i don't know it's 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 rough because uh you know there is a substantial amount of propaganda (laughs) on the other side so you know, I don't want to say he's ignorant because you could just be believing the propaganda, I guess. I I, I was, was following him on YouTube, uh, Lex Friedman. And you you guys can listen to his, his uh, interviews and come to your own conclusion. But you're going to see that the guy, this guy's a plant. He is. Because I don't know who he is to be getting these type of interviews with certain type of people. And the subject matter that he's talking about, because he's just supposed to be a mathematician or wherever he is, but he's had the guy from Boston uh, Dynamics on. He's had the he's had a couple officials. He's had it's like who are you to get these people in? 
I haven't seen you write a paper. I haven't seen your your doctrines. I haven't seen any of these things. Who are you? All of a sudden, you're getting these interviews with these high intellect. Like, like, what do you have in common with the robot maker of Boston Dynamics? Well, we made it to the end of the show, guys. So here we go. Hey, you want me to give my spew? Success, buddy. We we made it to the end of the show and didn't quit the show. <laughs> I think it's all new, man, and and we all kind of missed it. And so, you know, I I think we were all walking on me and me and Ty were walking on eggshells. He he no. did mention Israel once. I almost got up. I almost got up, but then he he calmed me down. He's like, okay, never mind. So. Well, I guess I get to say what I used to say back in the day. Guys, you guys very know very clearly. If you have your eyes open and you're paying attention to what's going around you, there's signs everywhere. The king is returning. He's returning and he's going to get what's his. Everything. Let's believe that. His name is Jesus. And let's not forget that he is our great hope and our leader. So let's not lose that focus. These demons and devils are trying to discourage us. Uh-uh, devil. Our king is going to return, and you're going to be thrown into that lake of fire. Woo! It's true. It's so true. But I am so grateful that, once again, that Hollywood has swallowed his pride and brought me back on the show. That's, I, that's all I got to say. And the nation, thank you very much. I'm sure that you guys were praying for us because look at we're back. So believe in it. And once again, Hollywood and I ask sincerely that you pray for us. Continue to pray for us. And Hollywood and I will pray for you. We'll get out of this, guys. Don't lose hope. Once again, I am OG Mutt Dog, your humble servant on this leap year. Thank you. All right, guys, you made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We uh, appreciate uh, anybody that made it to the end of the show. Uh, we should be back next week. Uh, hopefully, um, I won't make any comments that will irritate people. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. That's what I do. Then it wouldn't be Good Time Culture Podcast. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. Like, geez. Telling me not to, like, do what I do. But uh, we do, we do. <laughs> I'm love always going to do what I do, and um, we uh, we send out all the love out there to everybody in the Holy Spirit. Please, uh, please create some space in your heart, and uh, we'll be back next week exposing evil and praising God. Yeah, yeah. Trouble like rain in the dirt, yeah. and I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention.